Okay, welcome to SN Off the Shelf. Chloe Riley from Supermarket News here, and I'm joined today by SN contributing writer Mark Hamstra. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Thanks, Chloe. Uh, so, Mark, you know, it's that time of year. There's been a flurry of, you know, Q3 results, and uh, we've got some interesting ones in particular. Uh, I think it makes sense to start with uh, with the dollar stores, uh, you know, both Dollar Tree and Dollar General. Uh, it looks like Dollar General, uh, for instance, ran into so, some supply chain issues. Uh, tell us tell us a little bit about what that looks like. Sure. Yeah, uh, really, it was a combination of things that uh, Dollar General experienced. Uh, they had some delays in opening some temporary warehouses that they had uh, planned, and uh, that was because of some permitting delays that they had. And then they also had, on top of that, some uh, early arrivals of seasonal goods. And so what happened was they just ended up having uh, really tight constraints on their uh, warehouse space. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that to me, and it also sounded like, in this case, they were trying to get ahead of the supply chain issues, right? Like, they were trying to get ahead of that, and instead it sort of backfired. Do I have that right? Right. It seems like that's that's what happened. They just ended up uh, having uh, not enough uh, space, and that really impacted their uh, – um, that drove a lot of increased costs, and uh, it uh, ended up impacting their uh, their earnings. Yeah, and what did that what did that actually look like? What was the bottom line on that? How did that affect their earnings? Yeah, I mean their earnings were still up for the quarter, and you know up eight percent, which is which is great. Uh, but um, they did have an additional forty million in supply chain costs. They said during the quarter uh, beyond what was expected. So uh, you know that included fees that they incurred because of uh, delays that they had in returning some shipping containers. And then they also had additional costs for moving freight around and, and uh, higher transportation costs for uh, delivering uh, product to stores. They had to do it you know in ways that were not as efficient as they usually uh, deliver product. Uh, so even though net income was up, it should have been up more. And they also had to cut their net income outlook for the year because of this. Those uh, those issues are lingering. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, um, switching over to Dollar Tree, um, I mm -hmm. think the biggest takeaway from their Q3 earnings report was um, sort of that inflation has become like this you know, double-edged sword, uh, you know, the consumers want bargains, which that's a good thing for sales. Um, but then it seems like we've got rising costs, shift towards lower margin items, um, that, that those, those uh, are both expected to put pressure on margins. Um, do I have that right, Mark? Right. Yeah, that seems to be uh, what's happening. You know, dollar stores, that includes uh, Dollar Tree and Family Dollar, uh, they've been uh, really focused on expanding their food assortment for years. The problem with that is that they uh, those uh, food items tend to have uh, lower margins. And, uh, and during uh, uh, these uh, difficult economic times, when people are starting to feel uh, the pressures of inflation, um, they're uh, shunning some of those discretionary purchases, the non-foods purchases, and instead focusing on foods um, which uh, carry lower margins and then uh, impact their uh, uh, the dollar store's earnings. Right, right. So it's they're trying to capitalize off of the uh, all everything that's going on with inflation, but it's sort of kind of hurting them too, right, or potentially hurting them too in the, in the same way with the lower margins. 
Right. Uh, the uh, inflation is driving sales uh, for for everybody. Uh, their uh, uh, Dollar Tree same store sales were uh, were up in the quarter, including consumable sales uh, that were uh, up 9.3 percent, for example, at uh, Dollar Tree uh, compared to the uh, quarter of a year ago, and. Uh, uh, that's uh, uh, great, except that those sales all carry lower um, lower uh, profits because of the increased costs that they uh, face in buying those products in the first place and all the other costs that are involved that uh, um, all retailers are, are coping with now. That includes higher labor costs, higher transportation costs, fuel costs, um, all those uh, things that just... Uh, uh, add up on the uh, on the expense side. Hmm. And uh, just just to switch back to do- Dollar General for a moment, um, I mm-hmm. wanted to say, it, you know, it sounds like, um, you know, what I'm hearing is supply chain issues are not necessarily behind us. They're just evolving and shifting and we're kind of seeing them manifest in different ways. Right. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, you know, the obviously the pandemic threw a wrench in the supply chain uh, big time. There was, uh, there were manufacturing slowdowns, there were problems getting products from overseas, Um, there were uh, all kinds of uh, challenges that uh, happened during the pandemic. And those are resolving in some ways, but they're also continuing to uh, unfold in in unexpected ways, like in the example of Dollar General, when uh, a product came in uh, sooner than expected. Um, but then there are also these other factors that are playing in like, you know, the war in Ukraine that's affecting, uh, you know, the availability of grain. And, uh, and then there's also concerns about uh, the availability of diesel fuel. And then there was, uh, you know, the recent threat of a railroad strike and all those things are, you know, perhaps causing some retailers to uh, uh, act differently with their supply chains and, and, uh, you know, take, you uh, uh, and it also just increases the uh, the concerns that uh, retailers have. And those are just compounded by the uh, challenges that they have every year at this time because of the holidays. Sure. So it sounds like a lot of factors going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mark, let's talk Kroger and uh, Kroger's Q3. Um, the company saw its sales surge in the first and its you know fiscal third quarter. Uh, mostly out driven by same store uh, sales gains. And, you know, we saw double digit increases in both private label and digital sales. Um, then obviously we've got, you know, the merger is sort of looming behind all this. Uh, what, 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 what are your biggest takeaways from Kroger's Q3 results, Mark? Well, I think the uh, 6.9% growth in same store sales was, was a big number. Uh, and, uh, you know, that even led them to uh, increase their outlook for same store sales for the year. Um, that's, uh, that's uh, really big when you look back uh, historically at what supermarkets have generally uh, reported for same store sales, which are, you know, in the range of one or 2%. But Obviously, uh, you know, inflation is a big uh, factor in uh, these rising same-store sales, but Kroger is also driving traffic increases. Uh, So the other thing I think that uh, is uh, – that uh, was important in the Kroger call was the fact that, uh, you know, their operating profits were down, which, uh, as in the case with the dollar stores, reflects uh, the higher costs of operation that – uh, Kroger was facing in the quarter. Um, 
it uh, it also indicates that uh, you know the company is doing everything it can to keep prices down for consumers. The fact that uh, it uh, its margins are getting squeezed means it's you know it's not raising prices as fast as perhaps um, you know its its uh, costs indicate that it should. When, and when we see that with operations, is that just pointing? Is that pointing to labor, or or where is that coming from? Do you think? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's. Uh, it's partly labor, uh, partly transportation costs. Uh, I think those are those are probably the two big factors. Uh, and also, cost of goods uh, is is looms large in there. That's uh, um, that's uh, you know they're paying more for their products and and not marking them up. Um, as fast as, uh, as they, uh, are, um, as the, uh, cost to them is increasing. You know, some other interesting highlights, um, I think their digital coupon downloads were also up 32%, uh, from over a year ago. And I think the, the company said it also introduced mobile app enhancements during the quarter, um, including its first go at, uh, in-app flash sales, uh, you know, to me, Mark, I'm interpreting that as all that feels connected to com- combating inflation, you know, giving customers the easier access to deals. Does that sound right to you? Right. I think so. I think uh, Kroger and other retailers are really emphasizing uh, uh, the deals and, and the affordability of uh, their products. But um, uh, like you said, uh, it's uh, giving customers easier access to deals. So I think um, you know, there's a convenience factor that's playing in as well here. Um, you know, the uh, retailers uh, are uh, committed to using uh, mobile apps and, and digital tools to make shopping more convenient. And I think that's sort of overlapping at the same time with, uh, with uh, offering uh, sharper pricing. Mark, any final takeaways on all these? Uh, yeah, I think uh, just to, uh, we're going to continue to see uh, supermarket operators focus on uh, deals, promotions, uh, and driving traffic to the store in that way. And, you know, in, in a lot of ways, this is really what uh, uh, food retailing has been about going back for a long time. It's um, moving product at high volumes uh, at low margins. And it was... Uh, Ralph Kettner, the uh, one of the founders of Food Lion, who said, uh, you know, I'd rather make five fast pennies than one slow nickel, which, um, you know, means driving high volume at, at low margins. Love that. Thank you for that final thought. Mark, thank you for joining us and uh, hope to have you back on here soon. Yeah, thank you, Chloe.